everybody. Welcome to the Bring a Trailer podcast. This is Randy Nonnenberg, co-founder of BAT. Really excited to be back with you. Uh, and today we have a really neat guest to chat with, Dan Bova. Dan Bova uh, is with RNT Crew, which is the uh, Road and Track affiliate publication uh, for kids. And we're talking about kids and cars and getting kids into cars and what resonates with them these days, what's maybe the same as when uh, we were all kids and, and getting into vehicles and that sort of thing, and uh, what R&T crew is doing to do that right now. So, Dan, welcome. Thanks for joining. Thank you, Randy. Great to be here. Yeah, super psyched to talk to you about this. So let's uh, first give a little overview to folks uh, who may not know about what R&T Crew is. It's advertised in the Road and Track magazine and in some other places, and some people may have heard of it, but I bet a lot of people haven't heard of it. So can you give a super quick overview? Yeah, absolutely. So R&T Crew, as Randy's uh, deftly described, is um, it's think of it as the magazine is Road and Track for Kids. Um, but the cool part is that it comes in a subscription box. So we put it out six times a year um, and you can see all the details at rtcrew.com, uh, but it comes in a subscription box. And in that box, there'll be like a cool T-shirt. There'll be some toys. There's a lot of like STEM kind of themed uh, projects they can put together. There'll be water bottles, a lot of fun stuff for kids to get them excited about cars, kids that love cars, but also just like projects that they can work on and have fun with. So it, it's a lot of fun. So my kids are absolutely nuts for this. First of all, they're nuts for getting, you know, mail. Whenever mail shows up yes. and you're seven <laughs> exactly. years old, like you are like running around the house like you won the lottery, right? right. <laughs> and so uh, subscription boxes are similar. And obviously that whole business we could talk about it. I mean, adult subscription boxes of whether it's clothes or you know, gadgets or whatever. Obviously, I think in maybe COVID that kind of took off. Um, so anyway, lots of layers to this, but the, there's a super cool, um, I mean, I'd call it a magazine. It's a little different than a car, uh, you know, modern uh, road and track car magazine. But let's talk first off about the magazine that shows yeah. up with this thing, because I'm blown away by it. First of all, it's sort of thematic, right? Like each right. one that comes out, it has a theme, but then the content in it is really crazy. So let's talk about the themes first. What uh, Are you the one that picks those themes? Or uh, let's talk about what some of those themes have been that have maybe been your favorite. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's a, it, it's a group think, you know, there's a, there's a couple of people involved. But, you know, some of the fun ones we've done in the past is like the snack attack issue, which... Um, you know, the main story in there was uh, an interview with uh, Guy Fieri, um, so who is a huge car collector, as you may know. So we talked about his cars and, uh, you know, obviously his show, Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives, um, and uh, just how he goes about doing the show, driving his cars, all the kind of fun stuff that comes along with that. We did a crushing it issue and we interviewed a woman who broke the world record for the highest jump in a monster truck and just like found out like what is going through your head when you're in this several ton vehicle soaring like 50 feet in the air. Um, so it's a lot of kind of like talking to people who have like really super awesome jobs that just are doing like such cool stuff, but that's all comes back to cars. Um, you know, a guy who is a designer for uh, Corvette, um, 
a woman scientist who is remote controlling the rover on Mars. So anything that has to do with cars and vehicles and wheels and just fun stuff. And then we always get into like silly things. Every issue we ask a silly question. So, you know, why do dogs like to stick their heads out of cars when they're moving? Or what does a race car driver do when they have to pee in the middle of a race? So we uh, we find out those burning questions, Randy, that I know you've had. Uh, and uh, we, we, we track down the answers for that. Well, so it's a com- combination of fun stuff, information, and then there's like puzzles and games and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, this turns into my dinner table conversation, right? Because my yeah. kids see this thing and then they like want to tell me about what race car drivers do when they have to pee, right? So right, I, get right. to, I get to hear about all of it. I'm, I'm like the fourth person in line in the family that gets to read the magazine. So <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I'm, uh, yeah, continually impressed by the just sort of creativity behind it and, um, and how you guys come up with this. And then, um, yeah, I just want to talk to you about like, what informs this stuff? Obviously, you're, I mean, you as an editor are kind of picking Mm-hmm. and choosing and curating what goes into it and what doesn't and what uh what's your data point for that i mean is there like you know child research that you're doing that's really sort of scientific or are you guys just you know whiteboarding spitball and like you know what there's no other you know content like this for kids anywhere let's just do anything would be yeah. great you know how do you how do you go about that well, luckily for me, uh, me and uh, so Patrick Carone, who who works at Hearst Autos, luckily both of us are uh, have the maturity of a fourth grader, um, so it's it's pretty easy for us to tap into. Uh, you know what would a what would a ten year old really like? Um, so we haven't actually dove into like real data yet. But we are, you know, as we get more subscribers, you know, we're, we're talking to them, we're hearing from them. So it's kind of this balancing act of finding out, you know, parents, what, what do parents like, what do they want this magazine and this box to do? So part of that is to, you know, just feed into their love of cars. A lot of people who subscribe to this are also subscribers to Road and Track magazine. Uh, or car and driver. So it's like, you know, you see your kid pulling that magazine out of your hands and you want to give something that maybe is a little more focused to them. So it's, it's a way for parents to like kind of share that, that love and get them more into it. And then, you know, honestly, it's just about like being silly sometimes and having fun or just like really finding out like those, those questions, like what does a race car driver do? Like, I mean, I can't go for four or five hours without having a piece. And Dale Earnhardt Jr., he was pretty out front. He said, you know, hydration is actually more an issue. uh, But if it's going to happen, he's like, you just go. You're you're a sweaty, disgusting mess anyway. What's the difference? Oh, man, Dale, too much information, Dale. I don't know. I don't know. That didn't make it to my dinner table conversation. I'm kidding. But anyway, um, so I don't think there's anything else like this out there. I mean, I, my kids are a little younger than yours, and um, I've read them some really neat books, right? There's some cool car racing books. There's yeah. some cool sort of engineering minded books, like how does a, you know, how do axles work and how does steering work and stuff like that. I'm an engineer in my background, so I love geeking out on that sort of stuff. Um, but certainly from a sort of periodical um, sort of sense. I don't think there's anything out there like that at all. And then the box that arrives, which has, 
you know, car trading cars with uh, cards with stats on them and maybe, a, you know, a Matchbox or a Hot Wheels car in it and, you know, other automotive sort of adjacent science stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you guys come up with this seeing some other example of it out there or is this like sort of one of a kind? I I mean, honestly, I, I don't I haven't seen anything like this exactly out there. You know, there are surely you know there's books like how do things work and things like that but what we really wanted to do was get all that information in there like really feed into kids curiosity but also like just you know as we've been talking uh maybe it's apparent but it's kind of fun it's just like funny stuff there's a lot of jokes um there's a lot of goofy stuff too so you know it's got sort of a nickelodeon vibe maybe you could say with but but it also does like break down some stuff because you know kids who are into cars they'll read um you know oh this is this is a v8 this is a v12 this has this much horsepower but like what do those words mean um so we can break it down in really kind of simple terms like where did that term horsepower even come from and uh and and what does it translate to what's the difference between a v6 and a v12 like what what does that mean so it's kind of fun you know personally just for me you, you get you just hear all these words all the time and then you just like to dig into the history of like why did they start calling it horsepower well they started calling it that because at the time when they created this engine horses were the main mode of work. So it was saying this thing could do the work of that many horses. And, you know, now it's not quite, uh, it's not quite the same. It's, uh, you know, a Bugatti is not doing the work of, you know, 700 horses or something like that. Exactly. But, um, but it's just kind of fun to dig into that history. So it's as much fun to uh, put together as hopefully it is to read. Yeah, absolutely. And that sort of context, right? Those conversations that come out of that, it can be just one little snippet in the corner of one of the pages of the um, of the included print magazine. And it starts interesting conversations for me with, with, uh, with my boy who's 11 or my daughter who's eight, or even my youngest who wants to fight over it, who's four years old, right? She's right. over everybody's <laughs> shoulder trying to yeah, yeah. you know play with the trading cards and figure out what's going on. What do you guys shoot for a particular age group with the kind of content that's in it? So I, I you know I'm glad to hear that you, that your that your 4-year-old is is gunning for it too cuz you know I think the sweet spot of who we're going for is like 8 to 12 but you know that we hopefully as I said there's there's some games and puzzles in there that that hopefully you know your 4-year-old can uh, have some fun with there's word searches and things like that there's also just silly stuff like a, a picture of a car, you know, being, uh, you know, dumping into a, a river and we put like a funny caption and then we have a contest. Hey, can you beat this caption? Like send it in. So we're trying to put entry points for kids of all different ages. Um, but we do have, you know, and we have every issue. We have uh, a spread where kids can send in drawings of uh, cars that they've either invented or just cars that they love. And, you know, some of those will range from a kid who's six is drawing with crayons. And sometimes you get someone from a kid who's 13 and has got like a, you know, a really cool, really like 
well-drawn, uh, you know, Corvette or something like that. So it, it's kind of fun for us to see that age range and, and so many different kids finding, uh, uh, relating to it. So it's, it's cool. Yeah. The range is super interesting for me to watch, right? They, they have different questions and they kind of engage with it differently. And, um, and you know, there's different, different sections of the content that I think makes sense for them. The, the four-year-old's obviously not reading anything that you wrote. Uh, yeah. sorry to announce to you, but, uh, Come on. but it's Karen, Karen, her favorite page out and is like, you know, it's like, you know, her coloring sheet or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. It, but it's really neat. You know, I mean, I, I see, um, I'm obviously in the car world. And so my kids see like weirdo cars in our driveway and I'm always running off to the next event. And my computer screen always has a car on it that I'm, you know, doing on BD yeah. or, or somewhere else. So it's a little bit normalized for them. Um, right, right, right. But the, uh, you know, the, <laughs> I hate to say it, but like intelligent conversation about cars doesn't always just kind of come naturally. Like the Kickstarter component of, what yeah. you guys put together um, is it's really neat. Like there's a, um, one of the favorite pages of my eight year old daughter is like on one side, you'll have this list of cars. And then on the other side, you'll have like match them to their nationality or something. Right. Like right, that, right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, okay, Jaguar, you know, is that, you know, where, you know, where's that from? Or, or <laughs> right, you know, what's right. the origin of all this stuff. And I mean, it's, I have to look back at my own history and I'm sure when I was six or seven or eight, that's what I was asking my dad or I was reading weirdo car magazines trying right, to figure right. that stuff out too. Right. So um, anyway, it's just a, it's just a super, super cool um, sort oh, of extending of the, of the mind and the conversation for all of them. Um, that's awesome. That we it, really can see. I ask you a question about uh, when you've got these kind of like, um, weirdo cars as you say uh parked in the driveway yeah are your kids like psyched to be able to go to soccer practice in one of those cars or are they like embarrassed because it's attracting attention <laughs> uh, a little bit of both kind of depends on what the car is uh they have a couple of favorites each that they always like beg me to bring home and we can go for a ride in and that sort of stuff they love uh washing the cars interestingly that's maybe like huh. one of their favorite activities oh, even, that's more, cool. even more than riding in them because that's sort of a you know water park experience um and they uh, no but they but they love it they, they think it's awkward and weird when somebody like at a restaurant or whatever walks yes. up and it like wants to talk about my car or whatever they're like these <laughs> they're like dad you and these people are super weird like what are you what are you doing um and that that comes out more as they get a little bit older right for and yeah. fourth, fifth graders are just like confused and don't really don't really understand or process but my 11 year old boy is starting to get the a little bit of the like okay, here's another guy that wants to buy your pickup truck. Like, why, why are we having this conversation again? Uh, which is really, it's super funny. And again, I'm, I think I'm a, an unusual example because it's kind of my, my business and every, everything about yeah. uh, what I do and what I talk about and, and how I spend my free time. But for most listeners out there, I presume they, they're into BAT, they're into cars. They Obviously, maybe they share that with their kids or, or young people or not. But they also have a normal life outside of that. I have less, I'm less well-rounded, you know? <laughs> uh, that's great. I, I got to uh, test drive a, a Lamborghini Uros. Uros, am I saying that right? Um, I don't even know how to say it, but yeah, yeah. sounds good. 
sounds good <laughs> for a week and uh my kids were definitely split on it you know one of them loved it so awesome just loved the roar of it and the other was just like hiding in the back seat because he's like i don't want anyone to see me in this <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so um yeah but let's touch on that and let's go a little deeper on that like like why are you doing this do you have a passion for doing things for kids overall and you've done uh, other content in other other lifetimes and and um, and career um, yeah. stops for you to do that, or is this just, or are you more of a car guy that's now figuring out the the um, the kid component, or what brings you to this to be the leader of this effort? Yeah, so I guess what probably the way in for me is that I've you know I've worked at places like. Maxim Magazine, or um, I worked at Jimmy Kimmel Live for a while. Um, I've always liked things that kind of have a sense of humor and, you know, don't take you know, one point for anyone who's going to be a podcast guest. Don't chug uh, seltzer uh, while you're talking because you'll <laughs> have to keep <laughs> not burping every five seconds. But uh, so I, I've always approached it. I, I come into it from more of a just sort of like curiosity about like cool fun like interesting things trying to have a sense of humor about it telling jokes and i'm just like uh i guess i'm just curious about a lot of stuff like uh you know when we were talking about like you know why what is a v8 or what is a v12 like really like digging into it and just understanding what that actually means and why is that why is that thing such a beast and why is that thing not a beast at all um so I think in that respect, it makes me um, kind of qualified, as I said, to like to write for 10 year olds who don't really know a lot of this stuff either. And, uh, you know, and I get to pick the brains of my kids a little bit. As you said, they're a little bit older, but they're not like total car nerds. So I get to kind of pick their brains a little bit and just like ask them questions like, Hey, what do you think of this? Or do you know why that does that? And most of the times they say no. So uh, that's a good sort of jumping off point for me. And it, you know, in terms of the stuff that we do in the box, like we'll even do, you know, we'll put a yo-yo in there, but we'll, uh, and it'll be branded R and T crew, but then we'll put a card that says like, how does a yo-yo work? Like what are the physics behind why is this, this thing actually working? So a lot of that stuff, it's really fun to talk to like experts who know about this thing and then try to distill it down to a really simple explanation that, you know, an eight-year-old can understand. Um, if an eight-year-old can understand it, then maybe I can understand it too. So uh, so that that's where I really love to do it. Yeah. Well, I like the level of the description. Yeah. I saw the yo-yo thing. My kids were swinging that thing around the house for a good while. when yeah. <laughs> showed up. It quickly becomes a weapon. Totally. Uh, <laughs> totally. Uh, which was pretty funny. Pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, um, obviously uh, what was formerly STEM and now uh, STEAM, they call it, because they've added art, yeah. right? science, technology, math, uh, engineering, and arts, all whatever, jumbled up there in a word search. Um, that sort of aspect, yeah, I can see how that's sort of a through line uh, in the content in the magazine and the stuff that's included in the box. There was one, there was like a, you know, a beaker of some sort showed you how to measure things in, in a graduate yeah. cylinder and that sort of stuff. 
Um, that sort of um, topic obviously is a hot button topic right now for, for kids, both in school and in sort of extracurricular stuff, other boxes. We, we, so we have boxes come to the house all the time, which is awesome, right? Building things, wood yep. shop things. There's all sorts of thematic boxes you can get in the mail for kids or adults, like I mentioned. But STEM and STEAM uh, type topics obviously are, are important. Is that something that um, that was a thought for this automotive yeah. type content right off the bat? Or was that was yeah. that something sort of added later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right out of the gate, um, you know, the 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 folks who kind of put this all together, that was that was an important thing for them to have included. And excuse me. And um, what is interesting is how, so I get to talk to, you know, yesterday I talked to, uh, here's a sneak peek, uh, a guy who's a stunt driver um, in, in movies. And he's talking about, you know, uh, what, it, what it takes behind the scenes to get that car to flip, you know, on cue in the right spot. And there's a lot of physics involved, uh, you know, how the ramp is is curved, uh, how fast the car is going. There's a lot of like math that goes behind sort of figuring things out. Or I've talked to a guy who designed the uh, the Batmobile for the 1989 uh, reboot and his thinking of, you know, I got to make it look cool, but it also has to work. So so many people who are doing these like super interesting, cool jobs like it, it kind of comes down to, you know, they had to like learn some science, they have to learn some math. And they all talk about how they were so into this as a kid and they were just like scrambling to find anything to like feed that, that um, you know, that passion. So what's the cool thing is we can kind of put that all in a box for kids who are into this stuff and like kind of put it on their front door so they could they don't have to scramble around and dig around and try to find stuff like it just it comes to them every every two months. So that's that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. I love that, man. Stunt drivers. I'm looking for that. Uh, that issue that's going to come out. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to be the first to grab that one. I want to see what people are <laughs> blowing up and rolling cars and how. Yeah. Oh, man, there's so many questions around that sort of topic. And I know that that guy, I was like, I had him on the phone. I was like, yeah, it'll be 15 minutes, like an hour later. And then I'm like, so then what happens when you and he's like, I really have to go. Yeah, um, no, he, he was a lot of fun. But so many, so many interesting things. Uh, just one of the things was he was talking about, you know, the stunt, you see this in the movie and it looks like they're driving like a million miles per hour. But he said, often when they're doing a, a flip, a, a car flip, you know, they, they might be driving like tops 30 miles per hour. Um, the, it's all about like, again, it's all about all these like mathematical calculations and obviously just the, the experience and um, the way they edit things together. But he said, yeah, and these car chases, you know, usually we're driving about 30, 40 miles per hour tops. Uh, but it looks like they're like flying down, you know, Fifth Avenue. So it was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, a, a lot of times when this thing shows up in the mail, it makes me think about like, what got me into cars? Why am I here where I am? Right. Like, I think yeah. uh, scale cars, um, building models, um, obviously, yeah, Hot Wheel, Matchbox, Siku is my favorite brand of little cars, and I still have those all scattered around my office here just because I love that. 
Um, the trading cards that you guys include, there's like six of them that come each time and they, it's like yeah. a cool uh, road and track photo on the front and then your make model and then like stats on the back, like a ball player would have, right? Like all the, right. all the stats of the car and that sort of stuff. Um, we're, we're creating quite a pile of those, uh, on a couple of the, the tables and desks in, in our place. Um, and yeah, anyhow, just the, the, the things that resonate with me and are similar to mine, I, I think sometimes I want to recreate and like make they'll like cars because it's exactly how it was for me. But actually it's, I mean, the world has come a long way, like in their classes now in school, yeah. There's this whole genre, which you probably know, which is called graphic novels, right? Like if yeah. we had, if you and I had comic books in school, like that was considered terrible and a distraction yeah. and like super off limits, right? Like you weren't allowed to have comic books in class. Yeah, you get busted. yeah no way, but no way. Nowadays, like in the curriculum and like when he's doing his reading pages at school, both my son and daughter are doing that. Um, and in their school library, there's this whole like shelves and shelves of graphic novels, which I, I kind of think like they're like glorified comic books, right? I mean, they're, they're like, um, uh, you know, drawn cartoon with, you know, speech bubbles and people talking to each other and all that sort of stuff, right? So it's super interesting yeah, yeah. how that's adopted and accepted and how times have changed. And I see a lot of that sort of graphical um, presentation in the in the magazine that you guys have which is right on on point for them is that i'm sure you guys have like a bunch of artists or maybe one artist or a bunch of creative artist types that put all that stuff together or who does all that stuff yeah so we well we have a uh a an art director elena who uh does an amazing job of sort of putting everything together uh we have one um artist who's been doing a lot of our covers who just does like a, a phenomenal job of of making uh, the stuff, you know, it looks like the car we're talking about, but it's a uh, it's cartoonish, so it, it's inviting to kids. Um, and you know, the one thing, you, uh, sort of what you were mentioning with the uh, with the trading cards and stuff, is we kind of try to strike a balance between, you know, vintage cars that, like, you know dad is going to try to steal that card away from his son when it comes in the mail um, to, you know, the, you know, the new Bugatti that can drive 8 million miles per hour. So um, just sort of balancing that out. And obviously, you know, we're getting into a weird time where you're like, Hey, are the kids reading this magazine going to drive a car mm, <laughs> or are they going to sit in a car that takes them somewhere, you know? Yeah. So it's uh it, it's a really kind of fascinating um time period where things are just changing so much so fast um so it, it's it's really been interesting to to kind of be writing about all this kind of stuff as it's unfolding yeah oh that's super interesting to think about yeah sometimes you get into the you know yeah autopilot world and and people are all predicting like none of us are going to drive anything and that sort of stuff. I tend to take a, a sort of longer, longer time frame approach on that. I don't think that's going to be for a while. And yeah. I was super encouraged recently uh, to hear my kids say, "Like, hey, what, what, do, what are you super excited about when you become an adult?" And and the two older ones immediately were like, "I can't wait to drive a car. I want to drive," right. you know. And I was like, "Right, you know, a little fist pump, like behind the scenes." I'm like, "Right on. That's a good answer." 
So um, yeah, I think I think mine may be an unusual sample, but I think that um, it's good to see out there that there's still going to be excitement around that. And you and I aren't gone yet, man. I mean, I'm 44 next That's week, right. and hopefully, I got another good, you know, 20 or 30 years of uh, shifting shifting a manual transmission and right, a right, left right. foot that can still push a clutch pedal. So I think there are some good decades in front of us oh, yeah. around, around what we're going to be doing. And, and um, I don't think that's going to go away right off. No, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're probably in a slightly different uh, situation than a lot of people, but I remember, you know, when I was a kid and my grandfather working on his like VW bug and just like having the thing open and like handing him tools as he was doing things, you know, like he didn't require a, a computer or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, a science degree to, to do anything. He was just went to the auto parts store and bought the thing he needed and he put it on his engine, you know? <laughs> so it was kind of cool to have been, uh, you know, uh, being able to be a part of that. Cause that, that's, that's a more rare, a rare and rarer thing, uh, these days for sure. Yeah, I think so too. And, but in this audience, you're kind of preaching to the choir in this audience, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, right. Uh, everybody who's listed here um, is into that and invigorated by that and has stories like that. Right. And yeah, uh, for me, at least there's some, I, I wouldn't say it's a pressure, but there's some at least desire that I have to pass that down to kids. So they kind of know how to do some things and there's some self-sufficiency and there's some, uh, you know, all the big push for like less screen time, you know, staring at their, staring at their video games or whatever, Absolutely. right. They can actually, you know, turn a Phillips head screw and figure out how to yeah, do it, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I place some value in that. And I think some other people place some value in that. And so it's funny, a few weeks ago we had, uh, a guest on who is like, you know, running a, basically a college age, university age, um, program to like help people learn how to work on cars and do that sort of thing. And that was almost considered like, um, an effort for youth. Right. But I mean, that's 10 and 15 years older than the, the target demo that we're talking about. Right. Like yeah. I mean, your, your stuff is almost as early as you can get. I mean, unless you're making like baby toys for like chew toys shaped in right. cars or something, <laughs> right, maybe right. that's even younger, but like yours is actually starting to engage the brain. The first time we can start to engage their brain and excitement around uh, yeah. automotive topics. And that's, I, I mean, I, th I think it's super exciting and interesting and cool. And that's why I say it's really amazing that, you know, there's not that many other uh, touch points at that age group uh, unless we're talking library books and, you know, you know, storytelling yeah. type stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because, you know, the other thing is anyone who's uh, has kids who has tried to get try to get uh, your, one of your children to listen to music that you like uh, and they will <laughs> automatically reject it out of, you know, even though, you know, they would love it. There's, there's no chance they're going to. So rather than like, you know, handing uh, your son or daughter a copy of road and track magazine and hoping that it connects with them, it's sort of like a, a, a lower entry point where they can kind of discover it on their own and play some games with it and, you know, kind of find out what, what part of all this that they're really interested in and, and just sort of build off of that. So that, that, that's been a big part of what we're trying to do. 
Cool. Super cool. Can we tell folks, uh, you gave a couple secrets from the, the topics that are maybe coming up, but any, any other things that are coming up or things you're excited about well, that are in the yeah. pipeline? Yeah. Well, um, so for anyone who has been listening and, you know, uh, this sounds cool, like obviously you can, you can subscribe to it, but we've, we've been at this for a little while now and I'm kind of psyched that in the spring, we're going to have a book, uh, come out that you'll be able to buy kind of anywhere, uh, you know, on Amazon and all those kinds of places, but it is going to, um, collect a lot of the stuff we've done in the past that, that I've mentioned. Uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of new stuff. So, um, you know, if you're kind of just hearing about this magazine now, you know, you, you, you can sort of catch up with a lot of the fun stuff that we've done in the past. Like I said, um, Guy Fieri gave us, gave us a pretty cool interview, um, and just all these um, interesting people who have like interesting jobs. And then coming up, you know, we've got uh, the next issue that people uh, would be able to get is probably the future issue. So um, that should have some really fun, awesome stuff. And it's sort of like the real future and also the, the, the future of the past. So like in 1952, what did concept cars look like? You know, mm -hmm. what did they think was going to which direction did they think things were going? Um, and it's pretty amazing. Some of the stuff that you realize like rear cameras, you know, were have been around for a very long time. There's not not what we know of today, but there's all these kind of innovations that started a really long time ago that just sort of catching up to now, like electric cars. Electric cars have been around for a really long time. It's just sort of like the technology has caught up now that they can mass produce them. So all that kind of stuff is a lot of fun. Cool. The book sounds super interesting because yeah, if you, if you missed out on some of those older ones, I don't think there's a mechanism to like buy back issues of the, of the boxes, right? Like the book is the way to get the old stuff. Uh, yeah, that, that'll, that'll be the best way to do it, but you know what? Email us, uh, go to, go to the website, email us. I'm sure we could figure out something out. If, if there's an issue that you really, uh, really want to, uh, check out, um, let us know. We'll, okay. we'll figure something out. Okay. Fantastic. Super cool. So, uh, RT crew obviously is the name of it. And, um, you can Google that. You can find links to that. You can find links to it off of uh, the road and track page and different things like that. And this is just one of the things that I've been super pleasantly surprised about. We've been with Hearst, uh, linked up uh, with the larger company for a little over a year now. And this is just one initiative that the people doing it are stoked. The, the readers get uh, just a really neat uh, item. And um, yeah, seeing, seeing my personal experience with it with, with kids just, just fires me up. So uh, anyway, really appreciate your time uh, yeah. today, Dan. Super fun to talk to uh, sort of the man behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. and I will keep pumping you for details for what's coming in the future because that's <laughs> what uh, that's what we're watching our mailboxes for. And I just really appreciate it. Like it's obviously it's a career and a, a cool path for you, but also I really think it's um, it's serving a purpose and it's doing something useful and positive um, in a way that you know a lot of car car stuff it can be sort of frivolous, right? But but uh, doing something for kids and and engaging with them in that way, I think is is uh, admirable and and something you should be proud of. Oh man, well thank you. That's 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 really kind of you. Uh, I appreciate it. Appreciate being on here. And you know, I I've talked to you before. I, I love what you, what you're doing. Uh, 
it's it's very cool and you know uh, we we touched on this but anything that we can do that doesn't involve us uh, staring at a screen, I think is better for society uh, at large and for ourselves. So I, I think, you know, getting under the hood and messing around, just getting out there with your car, talking to other people who are into cars. It's just, it's such a like awesome community uh, of people coming together and just talking about their passions and um, just having fun at the same time. So really, really excited to be on this. So thanks so much. Cool. Thanks, Dan. Uh, all right, everybody. Hope you can go check it out uh, and take a look. And if you have young people in your life, uh, maybe see if it is something that would fire them up. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week with some more fun uh, topics and guests. So thanks for joining us this time.